right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning, God. I thank you that your presence is here with us, God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you desire to speak to each and every single one of us this morning. So I pray that right now, God, from the outset of this message, God, that our hearts would be open, our minds would be open, God, to you, that you would speak directly into our seasons, that you would speak directly into our circumstances and our situations, Father. And I pray that through your word, we would grow in wisdom, Father, that wisdom would be added to our lives. And Father, I pray that you would just give me breath. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, you have to bear with me. You might hear a little extra huffing and puffing today, but you know, it's okay. Hey, so being a productive woman who lives a productive life and who has plans and priorities and purposes does not mean that we are the kind of women who pack out our schedules and who load them down with everything under the sun. It doesn't mean that our calendar has something on it every single day. It doesn't mean that we are just loaded with everything, okay? Let's not confuse being, pro- being busy with being productive, okay? Wisdom builds. When we work God's wisdom into our plans and our priorities, we'll know what to say yes to. We'll know what to say no to. We'll know what to plan for. We'll know how to plan for it. When we work his wisdom into our plans and priorities, there will be a grace and an ease as those busy seasons come. Listen, it's... what's. We're ending October. No, we're in the middle of October. Sorry. In the middle of October. We are approaching the holiday season. And some of you, you've already got your plans laid out. And you're already freaking out about the millions of things that are going to be going on this holiday season. You know what? It's okay to have a lot of things on our schedules, right? But wisdom tells us what to have on our schedules, what not to have on our schedules when we seek God for those things. So, when we work wisdom into this area of our life, there's going to be people that God brings alongside of us to walk with us, to show us the way. And you know what else? We're going to be able to look into the future and smile and say, hey, God's got this because we're women that are building his wisdom into our lives. So, how do we go about this? Anyone in here like practical teaching that you can take home and apply? Yes? Okay. That is my favorite kind of teaching. Um, I know some people like really deep theological stuff. You're not going to get that from me today or probably any day. Um, (laughs) Just not how I'm wired. But... I'm praying that I can give you some practical teaching, some good take-home. Because you know what? We're here because we actually want to grow, right? We actually want to build our lives. We actually want to flourish. We want to go home and be able to say, okay, God, I've got like a piece, got a piece of your wisdom. 
Now help me work this into my life, all right? Okay, so the first thing that we're going to do when it comes to working that wisdom into our plans and priorities, first thing, if you leave with nothing else today, leave with this, is that we're going to pursue God, okay? First things first. Proverbs tells us that fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That word fear refers to honor, respect, and reverence for the Lord. That is the beginning of wisdom. That's where we start. That is our that's home plate, starting point, beginning of every day. We start with God by pursuing him, pursuing his plans for our life. He's our father. He loves us. He adores us. He wants our lives to flourish. He wants our lives to count. He wants the best for us. And his desire is that we would come to him every single day and say, God, today I'm pursuing you above all else. I'm pursuing what you have for my life. I'm pursuing your plans for my life. I'm pursuing your priorities for my life. That is his heart, that we would come to him first. James 1.5, we read this, this verse last week, but I love it so much, and I feel like it's a good place for us to start. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Okay, we all lack wisdom, okay? There's nobody in here that just has all the wisdom that the world has to offer, right? We all lack wisdom, so we should all be seeking God for wisdom, right? His promise is amazing in this verse that if we ask for that wisdom, he's going to give it to us. So daily, we should be making this a habit and saying, God, I need your wisdom. God, I need you to show me what my plans for this day should be. What should my priorities be for this day, God? And he'll show you. He is so good and he's so kind and faithful that when we ask, he is faithful to deliver. Amen? Amen. In Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Listen, if it's God who establishes our steps, then we, don't, we shouldn't merely just be including him in our plans and saying, oh, look, God, here's my plans and here's my list of things that I'm doing for today. Looks good, huh? Okay, great. Thanks. Good talk. (laughs) No, we need to seek him. We need to pursue him. First things first, we need to be asking him what our plans should actually be, not just telling him what they are and then saying, cool, you're good. You're on board. Awesome. Thanks, God. Love ya. Talk to you tomorrow. How often do we wake up in the morning and we get out of bed and we start running over the list of the million and 50,000 things that we have going on and we're saying, we've got to do this and we've got to be here and I've got to take them there and this there and da 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 And like before you've even like had a chance to take a sip of coffee or if you're like me and you like a nice hot cup of tea, before you've even had a chance to take that first sip, You are already stressed out, you're flustered, you're overwhelmed, you're like done over the day, over the week, over the month, over the year, like calling it quits. 
Like, anybody can relate to that, okay? Okay, I'm not alone. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so I'm about, um, like, 63 weeks pregnant. Um, <laughs> I feel like that lady, the cute little old lady from Titanic, when they're, they're like, oh, how long have, has it been since you were on Titanic? And she's like, it's been 84 years. <laughs> okay, that's kind of how I feel right about now. Um, no. 37 weeks, she can come at any time after I'm done, okay? Okay, so anybody in here like lists? You like to make lists? Okay, good company, and you have like different colors, put a little box next to them so that you can check it off. Anybody like that? Okay, I like to make lists. Um, I'm really good at making lists. I'm not the greatest at checking things off, but I can add more to that list all day long. Okay, so at 37 weeks pregnant, I am nesting, as you do, um, and getting all the things ready and doing all the things and making all the lists and making sure everything's in order, making sure, you know, you've got everything that you need and, and all of that. Okay, well, my list has some things that are necessary on it. My lists also have some things that are pretty ridiculous, that are not necessary, that are actually just stressful because they've added another thing to do on my list. So as I was preparing this message, I felt convicted about my list. And I was like, okay, God, I know that this is a silly explanation, but you get the point. Um, okay, God. Um, what would you have me prepare for this child? This is number three, so, you know, you don't really need to do as much for number three. It's kind of like, eh. You just kind of pop them out and go on about your day. So, um, or I don't know. I haven't done it yet, so I don't know. But, um, you know, you don't need as much. So I bring this list to God. I'm like, God, show me the things on here that are ridiculous. Show me the things that need to be crossed off. Show me the things that are not important. And you know what happened? That peace came over me. And I know that that's silly, and I know that there's way more important things that we need to be bringing to God. But that's the point. We bring it to God, and we trust him to show us. Bring your plans to him. Allow him to make adjustments in your schedule. Allow him to show you what's necessary. Allow him to show you what is for this season and what is for later. What needs to happen now and what can wait? What is actually important and what is just silly, like having my husband organize his sock drawer before our child comes? That's ridiculous, okay? That's, it's not necessary. And you know what happens? When we bring God into our plans, we can experience the peace that Paul talks about in Philippians 4, verse 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. It's right there. We pursue God, and that adds wisdom into our plans and our priorities. That is how 
we start to work wisdom into this area of our life. Amen? Amen. The next thing that we want to do to bring wisdom into this area of our life is we want to pursue wise counsel. This is a point that um, hits. It's one that has helped me and has hindered me, depending on how I've chosen to use it. But, um, you know, are, is there anyone in here you like me? And, and sometimes you kind of, maybe you don't want to admit it, so if you don't want to raise your hand, it's okay, but I'm admitting it, okay? So you walk through life and you're kind of like, oh, I'm good, I got this. I don't need any help. Okay, close your eyes, because I know there's some of you in here. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I can be like that. I, I can kind of have this attitude of like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I can do this. I've got this on my own. I'm, I'm all right. Okay, well, listen. Let me just tell you, for those of you that are like that, even though you don't want to admit it, you're not good. <laughs> okay? You don't got this. <laughs> all right? As much as you like to think that you do, and listen, I'm talking to myself. Okay? For as much as you like to think that you don't need help, you need help. And you know what? Admitting that you need help, it doesn't make you weak. The Bible says it makes you wise, okay? And we want to be wise women, right? We want to be the wise woman builds her life, right? Okay, so yesterday, I'm in the kitchen with my daughter, and she had just gotten home from school. And, you know, she's starving, as they are when they come home from school. And she decides that she wants a peanut butter and jelly, and I'm like, oh, great. That's super easy. No problem, kind of in the middle still of like getting my head around the message and all that kind of stuff. So um, she looks at me, she's like, Mom, I'm going to do it all by myself. And I'm like, okay, um, I mean, it would be great if you knew how to do that all by yourself. Um, maybe this is like a good opportunity for you to learn how to do that by yourself because then anytime you're hungry, I can just be like, go make that PB&J, girl. <laughs> um, so she looks at me and she's like, Mom... My daughter and I are a lot alike, okay? She's like, Mom, um, I'm gonna do this by myself. And I was like, oh, have you ever made a PB&J by yourself before? Well, I know how to do it, Mom. And I'm like, okay, so I'm watching her. She, you know, first gets the bread out and just lays it straight on the countertop. And I'm like, oh, maybe get a paper towel. And so she's like, gets her paper towel, like puts it on there and then um, gets the peanut butter and jelly, gets it out of the cabinet, and she just like digs into the peanut butter. And it's like the kind, you know, it's like the healthy kind that you like kind of have to stir it. And it's a little more like, it's not as solid, you know, as like the good old Skippy and Jif. Um, so she just like digs into it and it's like pouring down the side of the thing. And I'm like, oh Lord Jesus, like, Stressing out a little bit because I'm like, okay, I don't really have time to be cleaning up extra messes today. Um, and so I'm just, I'm trying to help her. I'm like, hey, babe, why don't, why don't you just let me help you? And I, I'm thinking about this point because I actually happened to be working on this particular point in the message at this time. And I'm like, oh, this is like a good opportunity for me to be, you know, a mom that steps in and says, hey, babe, let me show you how to make that PB&J. And, you know, she's just like, still, I got this, I got this. And I said, hey, babe, if you let mama show you how to do this one time, 
then the rest of the times, you're going to know how to do this. And I'm like, you know, I'm a pretty good PB&J maker. I've made a lot in my life. I know the ratio of PB to J, all right? Like, just let me share my wisdom with you. <laughs> Proverbs 15:22 says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You know, we were not created to walk through life alone. Do you believe that? God places people in our lives because he loves us and because he's kind to us and because he's generous to us. He gives us the gift of people for different reasons, for different seasons. Let's not be women that reject this gift, okay? Proverbs has a lot to say about the sluggard. I was looking up what a sluggard is. Here's what it is. A habitually lazy person, a slothful person, a stupid person, a person allied to slack. All things that we want to be said of us, right? Proverbs 26, 16 says, a sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven people who answer discreetly. The sluggard, the lazy person, that woman who destroys her house down with her own hands is the one who's wise in her own eyes. Wise in her own eyes. The one who fails to ask for help. The one who fails to receive help when it's offered. And you know what? Oftentimes we think the opposite is true. We think, oh, well, if, I mean, if you're just asking for help all the time, you're always receiving help. Well, that, that's a lazy person. No, that's not what the Bible says, is it? Seeking counsel doesn't mean that, that we just sit back and we let someone else do all the work for us. That's not what seeking wise counsel is. When we seek wise counsel, we have the opportunity to learn. We have the opportunity to grow. And the result of that is working wisdom into our lives. When we accept wise counsel, we're allowing someone with greater experience and greater wisdom to come alongside us in our journey and to offer us something that we don't have, to show us the way to open up our eyes, to give us perspective, to offer advice in a season that we've never walked through before. There's a great deal of pride involved with thinking that we can do it all on our own. And Proverbs has a lot to say about pride, right? Listen, if we're going to pursue wise counsel, we need to be women that are teachable. The amount of wisdom that we're able to attain in our life is directly related to our level of teachability, our level of willingness to learn from others, to receive what someone else has to offer us. I love this quote by Matt Keller. It says, give me someone who is teachable and we can change the world. But give me someone who already knows it all and we're done for. You know, in order to be teachable, 
we've got to pursue that wise counsel. We need to have a desire and a willingness to humble ourselves and to say, I don't got this. I don't know everything, and that's okay. Admitting that, remember, it doesn't make you lazy. It doesn't make you lesser than. It makes you a wise woman. Last night, I was working through the, this message, and, you know, I'm getting kind of towards, towards the end of it, working. I was, like, on a last point, and I was just getting a little stuck. I was just feeling tired and feeling like, okay, I'm ready to go to bed, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like I need to, like, finish this out. And so, you know, I'm so grateful that I have women in my world that are willing to come alongside me and offer wise counsel. And I'm grateful that I am learning to accept that wise counsel and to realize when I need it in my life. So last night as I'm sitting there just kind of wrestling and really not making any progress, <laughs> just wasting time basically, um, I called up Pastor Ann and, um, you know, for those of you that know, she's my mother-in-law, so called her up, needed some mama advice. <laughs> and I said, hey, I'm a little stuck on this point. I'm a little stuck on these verses. And, and please hear me. I'm not patting myself on the back like, hey, girls, see what I did? Okay. Um, but just want to show you. Hey, I'm a little stuck on this point. I'm, I've got, like, some verses, but I need, like, some different perspective on it. You know, we talked for about 20, 30 minutes. And when we hung up, oh, I felt so much better. And I feel like I, she was able to give me some good perspective, able to open my eyes to see things a little bit different, able to get me thinking again, because literally I was sitting in my bed for 20 minutes and accomplishing nothing and like getting frustrated and annoyed. Okay, so that simple phone call, that simple willingness to go to someone who is more seasoned than I am, who has wisdom to offer, was so incredibly helpful to my life. And I love you so much and I'm so grateful to you. Proverbs 20 verse 18 says, make plans by seeking advice. And then in Proverbs 19, verse 20, it says, listen to advice and accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. Listen, let's be the kind of people that we seek after wise counsel. That we go looking for those people who know more than we do. Instead of being the kind of women who are filled with pride and who are unwilling to allow someone else to come and walk alongside of us and carry us through seasons and shed some light onto our circumstances. Women that are so much more consumed with being independent. Proverbs talks about that too. Being independent, that we don't work wisdom into this area of our lives. We need each other. We need people. I don't care how old you are. You always need wise counsel. Always. Let's not be women who ever look past that or grow out of that. Amen? This last thing, this last way for us to work wisdom into our plans and priorities 
is that we need to pursue the future. You know, a wise woman plans for the future. The Bible tells us that tomorrow's not promised. However, the Bible doesn't say anything about not being prepared for tomorrow, right? In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4, it says, Sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, they look but find nothing. You know what? God holds our future in the palm of his hands. But we still have a part to play. Remember, wisdom works. Wisdom looks ahead. Wisdom plans for the future. Wisdom plants seeds for the future. Wisdom puts in the work now for the harvest that is to come. If we do our part, then God is more than faithful to do his part. But we have a part to play. Let's look at that Proverbs 31 woman. In Proverbs 31, verse 16, it says, She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. First part of that verse says, She considers a field. That means that she gives thought to what she's about to do before she does it. How many times do we just kind of rush through life giving no thought to what we're about to do and we just act on something and then later realize, oh, what did I just do? She gives thought to what she's about to do. The next part of that verse says that she buys that field. You know what, the fact that she was able to buy that field tells me that she had been planning for this. She had been making preparations for this purchase. She had been thinking ahead about this purchase. She was prepared for this purchase. And then lastly, it says she plants a vineyard. Now, a vineyard is not something that just sprouts up overnight. It's not even something that just sprouts up over a week. Vineyards take years and years to grow. If you're planting a vineyard from scratch, I've heard, I did not research this myself, so please forgive me, but what I have heard is that it takes about three years to get those first, those first fruits. And when you get those first fruits, you actually end up cutting those away so that the better stuff can come after that. And it takes another few years before you get the good crop. So that tells me that this woman, this woman that we aspire to be like, she was planting seeds for her future. She was making preparations, not just for her today, not just for her tomorrow, but for the future that God had for her and her family. You know, we need to be looking for opportunities to sow seeds into our future. You know, back in... Uh, 2007, I think, um, I met the amazing man that I would marry one day. We met at a connect group. Hey. <laughs> Little flag. You never know what's going to happen at those connect groups, ladies. Okay. 
Um, we met at a connect group, and uh, we started dating, just kind of hanging out. And you know, we, it had been a couple of months, and we hadn't, nothing that was super serious yet, but we liked each other, you know, all of that. Um, and this opportunity for Zach to go to Sydney, Australia, and go to Bible college came about. And you know, this wasn't something that was on his radar, certainly not something that's on mine. I'd only known him for a couple months, so, um, you know. <laughs> Not something even, to be honest, that, and he would tell you this, not something that he even really wanted to do. Um, he had done different schools of ministry, um, knew what was in his heart, knew what God was calling him to, or at least a portion of what God was calling him to. Um, but going clear across the world um, to another country for an entire year was not something that was on the radar. But you know what? As he prayed about it, as he pursued God, as he pursued that wise counsel around him, and as he looked to the future, he knew, okay, God, this is what you have for me. This is the plan that you have for me in this season. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, we, were, we had just started dating, and things were going well, and things were going smooth, and you could kind of see that, you know, maybe something was brewing, but sometimes we have to walk away from the good thing to pursue the better thing. And we've got to trust God in the midst of that. And, you know, we didn't know what would happen. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, what if he meets somebody? What if he meets some cute little Aussie girl? And, you know, I mean, I know those Bible college girls. I know what they really go to Bible college for, okay? <laughs> They're not going just for that spiritual mentorship, that little pastoral certificate, they're going there to get wifed up, okay? I know. But he could have thought the same thing. Well, what if she meets somebody? Which could have been likely. We were, at the time, a part of a church where the average, average age demographic was 26 and single. So it would have been very possible that I could have met somebody too. But you know what? When you pursue God and you pursue his plans for your life, all of that other stuff, it falls to the wayside. And we can trust that what God has for us is so much better than we could ever imagine, that we could ever dream of on our own. Amen. When it comes to our future, remember, there's a part that God plays but there's also the part that we play, and they're both necessary. They're both needed. We need to be pursuing him first and foremost. And listen, this is not just at the beginning of the year in January when we make our resolutions and our plans for the year. This is at the beginning of every single day. So much of wisdom is about having discipline in our lives. So let's be women who have the discipline of pursuing God every single morning when we wake up. God, what are your plans for me this day? God, what are your plans for me in this season? And you know, part of that too is not just asking God, but then listening actually quieting ourselves and listening 
to what he has to say. And then not just listening, but actually walking out what he's required of it, what, what he's requested of us. Pursue wise counsel. Remember, none of us are above it. None of us. You know, I have, I have some time, so I'll share this, but Zach has one of his grand, well, his only grandfather that is left here on earth. He's amazing. I love him. His name's Pawpaw. We love him. He's a good old redneck boy from Arkansas. And, you know, every time I'm around him, I hear him asking his, his sons or son-in-laws just, hey, I, I've got this situation that's come up. He's going to be 85 in a couple months. Hey, I've got this situation that came up. Uh, can, you, can you help me out with this? You know, never above asking for wisdom, never above seeking someone's help. You know what that shows me about him? That shows me that he is a wise man. Pursue wise counsel so that we can walk out God's plans well, so that we can live lives that are wise. And lastly, like I said, making plans and preparations to pursue our future, the future that God has for us. And you know what? When we do this, we can be like the Proverbs 31 woman. In Proverbs 31, chapter 25, it says, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. You know why she can laugh at the days to come? Because she's worked wisdom into her plans and her priorities. She's pursued God. She's pursued wise counsel. And she's pursued the future. So you know what? She's not worried about the future. She's not fearful of what's to come. She's not sitting here worrying and, you know, reworking her schedule and, and oh, what do I do? What do I do? No, she's prepared. She's planted firm within the plans and purposes that God has for her life. So when she looks ahead to the future, she can say, you know what, God? I believe that you've got greater plans and purposes for my life than I could ever dream of, I could ever ask for, ever imagine. And because she's a woman who has worked wisdom into her life, she can look ahead with ease. She can look ahead with peace. She can look ahead with security. And isn't that what we want? Don't we want to be able to look ahead and say, God, you've got this. God, you've got me. God, you've got my future. When we do our part, he is more than faithful to do his. I want to pray for you. When you're at, will you just bow your heads and close your eyes? God, I thank you for your word, Lord. God, there's, there's nothing like your word. God, there's nothing like sitting in your presence and receiving from you. And so, God, right now, I pray 
God, I pray for the women in this room. I pray for your daughters. Lord, I ask that you would just come and invade every single area of our lives, God, that you would invade our plans, invade our priorities, God, that you would help us to be women who are wise, God. Help us to be women who seek you, God. Help us to be women, God, that are not prideful, but that are humble, God, that are humble before you, Lord Jesus, God, and that we would be the kind of women that would take full advantage of the gift of the people that you've given to us, God, people that you have strategically placed in our lives so that we can walk this life out well. God, and help us to be women, Father, who don't just live for the now, but live for the bright future that you have for us. Father, I pray for any struggling this morning in any of these areas, God. I pray, Lord, that she would not feel shame this morning, that she would not feel condemned, but that, God, she would feel encouraged. She would feel strengthened by your word and that she would be able to go home today feeling equipped, feeling like she's got some tools to put to use, God. God, I thank you that when we come to you and we ask you for wisdom, that you are faithful to give it. I thank you that you love us enough, God, to pour out your wisdom into our lives so that we can live the best life, God. Father, you're good and you're faithful. And we thank you this morning. You know, as your heads are still bowed, your eyes are still closed, you know, maybe there's some people in this room this morning and you're like, yeah, that sounds great, being able to work wisdom into my plans, my priorities, and being able to pursue God and all of that, but, but how do I actually go about doing that? And you know, it starts with relationship with God, and relationship with God is open to anybody, anybody who wants it. And so this morning, I'm just going to pray for you. If, if that's you and you're sitting here this morning and you're thinking to yourself, man, I, I need some wisdom when it comes to my plans and priorities. I need God to come in and to walk alongside me and to show me the way. And I just want to pray with you this morning. We're actually all going to pray this prayer together. This is a simple, simple prayer that is just going to invite God into your life, into your heart, so that he can begin to help you walk out this wisdom. So if that's you, I want you to just wrap your heart around this prayer, and we're all going to pray it together as a sisterhood. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son for me. I ask that you would come and make your home in my heart. Forgive me of my sins. And help me walk with you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, can we just congratulate anyone that just prayed that prayer for the first time, whether you prayed it for the first time or you've prayed it again. We just want to congratulate you. And you know, we have a little gift for you. Can I have um, the next seven days book? We have a little gift for you. Um, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, thanks. 
for the first time, or not the first time, doesn't matter. Your table host at each of your tables has this little booklet, and it's called The Next Seven Days. And this is going to be an amazing tool for you to just literally walk out the next seven days of this journey that you just made or this commitment that you just made. So if that was you, just let your table host know that you made that decision, and she will gladly put this in your hands. All right? All right. Well, hey, we've got some time left. Oh, 20 minutes. Did good. All right. So we've got about 20 minutes left for you to have some discussion at your tables. Now, for those of you that are here for the first time, maybe you're like, mm, that's my cue to slip out. Let me just encourage you, <laughs> unless you have to. Um, hey, stay put. We're a sisterhood here. And the women at these tables, they're here for you. There's going to be women at these tables today that have some wise counsel that maybe you need. So I just want to encourage you as you're sitting at your tables, go ahead and why don't you guys just discuss your takeaway from today. Pray over each other, love on one another and all of that. Remember, if you want to purchase the study guides, you'll be able to do that back there. Again, they're also available online, but this is just a great tool to work that wisdom into your life. Amen. Hey, we love you guys so much, and we'll see you back next week.